And welcome to today's Word of Mom Radio here on the Word of Mom Media Network. I'm your host, Dory DiCarlo, and you know we are here week after week, show after show, breaking those myths that mompreneurs and business women, especially those of us building our businesses from home, that we're dabbling in between bake sales and getting our nails done. We're not. We are smart, we are savvy, and we are sharing the wisdom of women in business and in life. And I have to tell you, I'm a little starstruck today that I am bringing somebody in that I have so much respect for as a performer and most importantly as a person because she's really awesome. So Joanne M. Hunter is made in America, yet born in Japan to a Japanese mother and an American father of Irish-Scottish descent and growing up in Rhode Island It was a less-than-ideal time, but finding dance, theater, and the arts was her real home. And Joanne says when working on a new musical, discovering the world in which each piece lives is both thrilling and at times challenging, but that's one of the things I love the most. Joanne started her career as a Broadway dancer, actor, singer. Having appeared in over a dozen shows on The Great Wide Way, she has had the good fortune of working with some of the theater's most prolific choreographers. With a variety of mentors, she's always tried to diversify herself when it comes to creating, both in style and language. The needs of the specific project is paramount. When it comes to being in the room, the people and the product are her focus. She says collaboration is key when it works. It is golden. Joanne's work has been across Broadway, the West End, Australia, and Asia. As a choreographer, her most recent work could be seen in Andrew Lloyd Webber's Bad Cinderella. Prior to that, she choreographed Joseph and the Amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat for the London Palladium, Disaster on Broadway, School of Rock, both in Broadway and the West End internationally, On a Clear Day on Broadway, and Broadway Bound on Broadway, just to name a few. And she served as the director and choreographer of Unmasked, the music of Andrew Lloyd Webber at the Paper Mill Playhouse, as well as the world premieres of August Rush, Be Still, Signed of the Times, and the musical version of Jerry Lee Lewis' classic, The Nutty Professor. I've had the honor of connecting with Joanne with the work she is doing right now, developing this amazing new musical, Super You which she recently did. It was a concert at Carnegie Hall and now has had its world premiere at the Skylight Music Theater in Milwaukee. And I have to say, you know, here on Word of Mom, we have been tracking this show since April of 2019. And I have watched the evolution and to see when Joanne stepped in and what has now evolved from the director, choreography, story standpoint it's not even going to the theater it's an experience it really is and that's why I'm saying I'm a little awestruck and so honored that you are here so Joanne welcome to Word of Mom Radio oh my god that was the loveliest 
slightly intimidating introduction ever because I was like, did I say all that? <laughs> but it's an honor. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Thank you so much. It is it's an so honor funny. and a pleasure. Thank well, you. As I was reading everything, I'm thinking to myself, that has to be, a, you know, where you go, oh, yeah. Oh, wow. I did that. Wow. <laughs> you know, and really, you know, because you don't get to hear it about yourself often. No. It's in print. It's there. It's on the website. Yeah. Okay. People can look at it. But sometimes when you get reminded of every, you know, because every step has led you, tell us how you became involved with Super You, how it all happened, and what this journey's been like for you. Oh, my goodness. Well, I was originally involved, I must say, six years ago. I met with Lords at the Hilton in New York City on 42nd Street in the lounge. And we just hit it off. And she, you know, before I met her, I, I, was, I said, can I see the script? I read the script. And the script is very, very different than what it is now. We, it's, we've been working really hard on the script. And we just connected. I loved Lords' energy. And I loved the message of the piece. Even back then, I loved the message of the piece. And, and I was evol- involved as a choreographer solely. Uh, there was a, a, a wonderful director involved and for reasons that just happened that evolved that I ended up taking over and now I do both the direction and the choreography for the piece. One of the first things I said to Lords after, you know, we, we got to know each other and, and I said to her, I have to ask you a very blunt question. <laughs> I said to her, are you precious? <laughs> Meaning of her material, you know, mm-hmm. I was supposed to make, because I, in my opinion, and we all have them, right? But I was like, there are things that I thought might need to be changed or something, you know? And, and I've worked with creators that are so precious about their material that they won't change it. And that's not a good thing, nine times out of 10. And she, Lord's looked at me, she said, I'm not precious. So I said, all right, that's all I wanted to know. <laughs> and, and, you know, we just started working and then um, we did a workshop of the show. Again, the book had, has changed a lot. There was also actually two extra characters, which are no longer there. They've, I cut them. Then we, of course, right before the lovely 20, the year of 2020, that will live in infamy. We were slated to go into the Daryl Roth Theater and Off-Broadway, which I was excited about because I love that space because it's a space that you make the space however you want, right? And then, of course, 2020 shut everything down, as we all know. And, you know, trying to keep the show alive, trying to figure out how do we do this? Then I remember it was summer of 2020 when people were starting to go outside in the park. And I remember seeing a park somewhere in Brooklyn where they were putting lines up or tape in the park so you could go to the park but you had to stay in your little box yeah and I thought oh that's interesting and then I started just doing research and calling Melissa go we should do something outside because outside seems the place to be everyone's out you know any that basically involved evolved into us doing a big a concert kind of um a mini concert uh, at a drive-in, which then led us to do another reading, which then led us to do our big Carnegie Hall concert, which was, the concert was mainly about the music. I cut all the book out except for interstitial dialogue that would lead into songs because it was, it was for Carnegie. It's not about the book, it's about the music. So that was long-winded, but basically I've been with the show for about six years. That was not long-winded. And, you know, having seen it at the Players Club, I was there in Amenia with everybody on the back of pickup trucks and everything being filmed. And the, the movie that was made for Broadway World, I was there in my Super U mask being interviewed. And then at the workshop and Carnegie Hall. And so, of course, I flew to Milwaukee because how could I possibly miss the world premiere? As this book evolves, there are songs that have been cut the bolts used to be the chicks. You know what I mean? That's how long I'm here. 
with all of this, it's been amazing to watch that evolution. What has it been like for you on the creative side of it? I understand what it takes to do new material, you know, but I think most people don't know how long it takes to get something produced, uh, let alone a reading, let alone finishing the book and getting, you know, a bunch of people for a pizza reading, we call it, and just in someone's house to read out like, what that takes. Then to get it, then to get a producer involved, then to do a reading and then to do a workshop. So, and like I said, I've always, of course, loved the music, the Lords of Music. She writes great, great tunes. And, and like I said, uh, the meaning of the show was always there. It was just, finding the right way to tell it, you know, uh, was still, we were, we were, you know, just weaving through, okay, this is, it doesn't make sense. What is not, what doesn't make sense on this moment? So I love that part. Uh, I was like, once it's up and running, it's like, oh, my job is done. And what, and then I was still like, what am I, what am I here for? I'm, I'm, cause now the actors and the crew and the stage, they take over. I, I'm like done. Um, it's my least favorite part <laughs> because I, I no longer, fit in anywhere, do you know what I mean? Because I, uh, I'm, I got it there. But I like that process. I like working on something and, and seeing if you can figure out how to make it work. Sometimes it just happens. It's like, oh my God, it makes sense. Other times you're like, why isn't this, why isn't this coming across? What are we doing wrong? Okay, uh, we have to relook at this book. What, what's, what's not working? What doesn't make sense? You know, what, what aren't people connecting with? What, why is it still clunky here? And so, but I, that's all part of the process of creating new material and which is to me the m most exciting and the most scary because you are taking a blank piece of paper and you have to fill it. There's no outline. There's nothing. It's not like doing a revival, which are great, but they've been done. There's, there's a phenomenal structure already in place. You know, you can move pieces around when there's no structure at all. You, you're building from scratch. Scary as can be, but also thrilling. And when you work with, when you're in the room with people that you trust, that you have mutual respect for, then it's easy. I mean, easy, not easy, like this is a breeze, easy that you can communicate that there's no, you're not worried about hurting anyone's feelings. And I don't mean that you're saying something mean about someone. I'm just saying things like, you know what, I, I don't think that's funny. That doesn't work. And you have to be blunt because you have to, you have to do the material. It's not personal. It's about the work. And if you all want the work to be great, then that's what has to be done you know, to get there. But I love that part. And it's, like I said, it's so much harder than you, that anyone would know. But you know what the audience, you don't want the audience, you don't want them to know that. You want them to come and watch and enjoy the show. They, they shouldn't be thinking about, wow, what did it take to get here? That's not their responsibility. Their responsibility is to sit in that audience and hopefully take it in, enjoy it, and then walk away and think about the show and have moments where two weeks later they go, oh my God, now I understand that. That was a great that was great. Oh, I got that. Oh, that feels, oh, now I get what they're saying there. I, those are the, that's what your audience is for, not to worry about what we did for the last six years. <laughs> it's amazing. I always say, you know, food for thought is slowly digested. Oh, I like that. You know, but that's what that is, where all of a sudden something else happens and something, oh, okay. Now I understand what that meant and things because there is so much in this show and done in so many mediums, you know, where, yeah. you know, you have two characters that are strictly down. Mm -hmm. And I told you when we were talking after the show, when I saw this in Carnegie Hall was the first time I'd ever seen the mother character. Right. Who is only in dance. She does not right. speak. Wasn't resonating for me. And I said, but you know what? I got to see where this evolves because there's really not a book happening here. There's right. got to be a reason. Right. Oh my gosh. It was such a beautiful character. 
And at the end, when her, everything at the end, and I was talking to Melissa afterwards, the woman who's playing the mom on mm-hmm. Thursday, someone in the audience gasped. Hmm. And, and she said, I got it. You know, she, she goes, I almost wanted to just go, yes. And, but, you know, inside it was, you know, that she knew that it resonated with someone. Right. And that's what it's all about. Where, how did that character come about? Actually, that character did not come into fruition until after. If we had gone up in 2020, that would not have existed. The show would have had five chicks, close to four. Uh, it would have been a whole different show. And so in retrospect, it's good that we didn't go up because it's much better now. You know, it was just, it was finding Katie, who was our protagonist, her backstory and what, what her struggles you know, and we talk about it, you know, and I remember there was one time we were going to have father and mother. And I remember saying to Lord, oh, I feel like that's a red herring. I was just like, I guess if we go that far in, we're going to and we don't really delve in. I was just like, it's it's not good. And, you know, and thinking about about the this mother character and then, you know, because I because I so much of what I do is through movement. I love and and even when I direct, I direct, it's all about tempo. You know, we just, when we thought, well, if we bring in this mother character that only speaks through movement. And I remember saying to Wendy, our, our musical supervisor, brilliant, when she is in her least powerful self of, of who she believes she should be and is, she speaks through like distorted, ugly sound, like electric guitar. <laughs> like it had to feel like that like fingers on a chalkboard that's what I wanted it was like this and then the moments and her movement had to also parallel that but when she was owning who she was and who she the potential of of her being or what Katie thinks she could be her movement is very different and very fluid and musically also had to be different and I said I think we should try her not saying anything and we there was a couple times she said a few little maybe words here there throughout the piece and we're like no Let's get, no, no, no. I said, I can tell all of that through movement. I don't need any words. I don't need any words. And then the end, then Lord said, what about if she has this one line at the very end? I go, oh, I love it. That's great. And so that's when, that's how that kind of came to be. And, you know, the character of Miror, the nemesis, was always uh, there. That character was always there and always only spoke through movement. And his movement is very physical, very athletic, very hard, very harsh, because, you know, as you know, I'm not going to tell because I don't want to give away any secrets, right. but, <laughs> but so that's basically how mom was evolved, you know, but again, there were moments where it was like, do we bring in a whole family? And I, I was like, no, 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 I don't want it to be, but we did have to figure, we had to delve a little bit more into Katie's backstory and also some of the feedback that we got. We want to know a little bit more about that so that we can understand her journey, which asked, which made a, a lot of sense. So some of the feedback that we did get when we did our little mini workshop in London, we implemented, which definitely helped a lot. On that note, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, I want to talk about what happened in London because it's the one thing I didn't see. But we're going to come back in a little bit. We're going to say thank you to our sponsors, and we'll be right back on Word of Mom Radio. She is brave. She is bold. She is you. And we want to tell your story. Are you ready to share your journey with us on Word of Mom Radio? Go to wordofmomradio.com and register as a guest. We want to tell your story because when you win, we all win. Unsilenced Voices has been working diligently in Ghana, Sierra Leone, Rwanda, and the USA to combat domestic violence, 
sexual abuse, and human trafficking. We currently have over 50 young girls on a wait list in Sierra Leone to go through a vocational training program to get them off the streets and out of harm's way. We have gifted over $33,000 to U.S. survivors and are looking for volunteers and donors to help us continue our cause. Please visit us at www.unsilencedvoices.org. Again, unsilencedvoices.org for more information. Are you experiencing insomnia, brain fog, hot flashes, mood swings, and more? These are many of the symptoms women experience on a daily basis affecting the health of their brain and increasing the risk for dementias like Alzheimer's disease down the road. A healthy lifestyle can make a big difference for the health of the brain, but Brain Love Health took it further and created an innovative nutritional supplement, especially for women, to support us through this transitional time while also promoting better sleep and long-term brain health. Don't wait any longer to help your brain age well. Why let it deteriorate? The health of your brain is in your hands. To begin protecting it today, visit Brain Love Health. Dot com. That's B-R-A-I-N-L-O-V-E-H-E-A-L-T-H dot com. Don't let the name fool you. StadiumBags.com is not just for sports fans. Our clear bags make it easier for you to get into any venue that you go to. And in today's world where we are so concerned about germs, the materials that our bags are made with are strong enough to stand up to the solvents that you can use to clean your bag so you know you come home safely. So check out stadiumbags.com. You'll see why we are the clear choice because safety, it's in the bag. And we are back on Word of Mom Radio talking with the amazing Joanne M. Hunter, who is the director and choreographer of Super You, which is a musical that you are going to be hearing about for decades. I'm just putting it out there. So, right before we broke, you talked about the workshop that you did in London. Please share that experience with us. Well, it was great. I mean, you know, we, we had to use all uh, British actors, which were great. I, I only knew one. Actually, no, that's a lie. I knew two. I knew my Miror, the, my dancer, because he had worked for me before. So I had already emailed him. I said, I would love for you to do this. And he said, yes. Uh, he was also, he has also assisted me there. And the young, we uh, originally, the lightning girl was a separate character from Katie and young Katie. So at that point, now, now they're all, all, well, there's young Katie and then there's Katie, right? There used to be also Lightning Girl, which are all the same beings. But at that time I had a young girl, she played young Katie, who I didn't even realize. I was like, she looks so familiar. She was in one of my companies of School of Rock in London on the West End. And she came to me and I was like this, oh my God, I kept thinking, how do I know this? She was a young adult now. I was like, you know, she was like 18, I think, but I went, I knew her when she was 13. So that was amazing. And then this beautiful dancer I had who was, was Lightning Girl, like I said, was all, solely a dancer. Again, only spoke through movement. And she was a beautiful dancer. So a, a lot, I got to explore a lot more movement there, more movement than I have ever been able to explore prior, which was great. So I, and, and then I had a phenomenal woman playing the mother. Oh, 
just brilliant. So it was for me, that workshop was really important because I was able to explore so much more movement, even though it wasn't still fully everything. The bolts didn't have as much movement as they do here just because we didn't have the time, but it was great. And, and like I said, we, we, again, we learned a lot and we learned, you know, it's always lovely to have people in the audience who are your support, who are your, who are your cheerleaders, but you also need people in the audience who are going to be completely objective right? because that's where you're going to learn the most, you know? And I remember I said that to Melissa and Lords and I said, that's great. I love that. I love that all our friends love it, <laughs> but I need to know what our people who don't know who we are, what we're doing, what the response is. That's what I, I, I say. And what the thoughts are. So it was very valuable to be there uh, in, in London where people had no idea who we were no clue at all. So, and like I said, we had, we had some great feedback, which was incredibly helpful. And, so, and you know, when you're doing something new, you have to take the feedback with a grain of salt. You take what you agree with or, you, or your vision and your point of view, that makes sense. And it's some, you know, because we all have opinions, as we all know. You as a creator, as a leader, you have to go, okay, I listen. That makes sense. Oh I, oh, I see what they're saying. And sometimes you go, yeah, that's great, but that's not where I want to go with this. This is not my vision. This is not my point of view. You have to be able to filter and, and figure out. But it's always good to hear thoughts. And you know what I mean? Some of them are, like I said, some are great. Some are like, okay, but not what I want to do. And that's okay. And there's nothing wrong with that. So it was a great experience. And it was quick. We only had nine days. Yeah, it was nine days. <laughs> It was quick. We had wonderful, wonderful people. They're great talent there. Yes. What is going to happen if and when this goes back to London? Is it well, going to be this production, a new iteration? What well, happens? I mean, you know, there's always room for improvement, right? And we'll when, once the run finishes uh, in Milwaukee, we'll reconvene, step back what things, you know, there are, the, I took many notes of things that I was like, okay, I think we could work on this. And, you know, I, I think, I think the show is, Absolutely on the right track. Um, you know, when we're in London, I think we, we you know, as, as we should, we have to use a mostly British cast as, you know, because I think it would be very disrespectful not to. But I also want to use my cast that I have now because I absolutely love all of them so much. So we'll see. You know, it's hard to say right now. I mean, we have a theater that's very interested in us. There's something already in the theater at that point. So, you know, it's not so easy getting a theater, especially since COVID. There's there's the backlog of productions that have been promised to theaters. You know, we have to get in line. But um, this one particular theater has very interested in the show. I think that they came to see the production this past week uh, in Milwaukee except for they do have something already in there. I saw it. It was great. So I, you know, as long as they're selling, why close them? We'll see. You know, I project something in, in the late spring. So we'll keep our fingers crossed. I'm telling you, I am there because Excellent. I, the journey, my online journey with the radio show and everything else, opportunity to meet such wonderful people. And I've created this great little friendship with a couple of people in London who are constantly, when you come out here, just come, you have a place to stay and everything. You know? oh. So yeah, I, I just, it's such an amazing thing to watch something go from concert to workshop, the concept changes to a full show, the, the cartooning, all of it. I mean, it's oh. just really amazing getting to see it all and watching Kennedy mm. fall in this role. She's 
so talented. Oh my goodness. Beautiful. So many levels. And the mm-hmm. amazing thing is as talented as this young woman is, she's 10 times nicer. Oh a, yeah. She, she's a great person. It's Absolutely. Amazing. But it was so funny because I played to my angels for my grandson who's five. And he looked at me and just went, Mimi, she has a beautiful voice. Oh. She's five. You oh, know, wow. that wow, that yeah. was really good. Or I like right. she right. has a beautiful voice. Music is something that hits you on this unbelievable level, but when you have the vocal abilities that Kennedy has with the heart that's connected to it, oh my gosh. Absolutely. You know, I have this BS meter within me. If you're crying (laughs) and I'm not crying, you know how to cry and you're doing it for effect. Same thing watching someone on stage, in a movie, whatever. Every time Kennedy in that show was choking tears, I was choking tears because she's so living. They all are. There's no one up on that stage that's pretending to be there. Right. That they are living this performances yeah. that are just amazing. I mean, it really, it is such as an audience member. And then Friday night, because I got to see it Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. Friday, I sat all the way in the back <laughs> on the bar stool chairs. Uh-huh. Watch the audience. Just watch people gasping and, mm-hmm. and young girls, young kids that were there that just intermission. They were in tears mothers that were like, this is transformative for them right now and stuff. Oh. Yeah, I know. That's why I'm saying people are going to be hearing about this show for decades. Yeah. Because it is about realizing have it all. Leaving Leaving who you are. Yeah. It is such an important message. We all face so much. Yeah, it's it's completely true. And you know what? I, I always say, like, I, you know, someone asked me, what is the show about? I go, obstacles. That's to me. It's about obstacles. And your biggest obstacle, nine times out of ten in life, look in the mirror. Because that is usually your biggest obstacle, yourself. And we, we get in our own way nine times out of ten. And a lot of times it's because of what's going around around us. Yes, but that I'm a huge, huge believer in, in that. I, I look at myself. I wear this. Um, this is a Ganesh. Ganesha. Uh, in Sanskrit, that is the symbol means the remover of obstacles. And that's why she faces me, not outside. Wow. See? But it is true. Scientifically proven. If you speak kindly to plants, they grow better. Imagine talking to yourself that way. Right? We beat ourselves up. I was sitting with a friend of mine once, and she was just so ragging on herself. And I looked at her, I said, how dare you talk about my friend like that? And then her daughter goes, yes. Stop talking about my mom like that. Oh, my God. Oh, oh yeah. that's... Because it is. It's, wow. But yeah. this is the whole thing. It's watching people walk out of there feeling great. Yeah. Watching I mean, that's, that's the point, right? And yeah. me saying, what did you think? Wow, this is amazing. This is wonderful. You know, this one girl and her mom, her cousin was coming the following weekend. I already had tickets. And she's, Mom, can we come back? I said, use pride. It's $35 ticket. Things like that. Because the first couple of days, let's face it, it's a brand new show. There's no name recognition. There's no this. There's no that. The reviews, my two favorite lines so far are whether you have demons or dreams, you need to come see this show. And the other one 
was instead of buying the three beers at the summer festival, go take that money and buy a ticket to Super U instead. Oh, wow. How fabulous. Nice. Yeah. And then one of the, the top five things to do in Milwaukee right now, number two. I it's love that. You. The number one was the Polish, the big Polish festival. That's like oh, okay. Look at me. I go. Who got number one? I know. <laughs> it was, you know what? And it's funny because I said the same thing. But this is a once a year thing, right? And then there's Super U, and then there's the other once a year things. But the Polish population in Milwaukee, huge. The brews, the bratwurst. Okay. You know, we have. Love, and I do so. love me some bratwurst. So okay, I get it. There you go. So <laughs> you know, we, we but but you know by this much. That's wonderful. That's I love that. With demons of dreams. That's lovely. I mean, listen, theater is there to entertain us. And whether it's pure fluff that you can go and for an hour and a half, two hours, forget the world and just laugh and have a great, if it makes you reflect uh, and, and entertain you great, if it makes you think and entertain you great, if it makes you laugh and cry and entertain you great, that's what it's there for. And there's all different types of theater. You know what I mean? For me, I want to, I want to do theater that you walk out feeling something. I don't care what it is. Feel something. You know what I mean? And take away your own point of view from it. Take away what you need to take because we're all individuals and we'll all take something different away. And that's the whole reason why live theater, I think, is so wonderful because it happens immediately and it will never be the same the next day. And no two people will feel the same way watching it, but yet they're watching it at the exact same time, but they might not feel the same thing. I just think that's the whole point of, of live theater. You know, I just and doing the best you can. That's all you can. That's all you can ask for is just do the best you can. Commit a hundred percent, not seventy-eight, one hundred. On that note, it's a great way to end this interview. But I want to say to you that what you have directed and choreographed is making not only people think, but makes them feel good about themselves. Makes them walk out going, you know what? Okay, I'm okay. Mm-hmm. You know, I am enough. And people need to hear that. Yeah. So this is the message of this show is just one, no matter what time of our lives we hear it, but in these times right now that we're living in, the message of this show is a remarkable one and needs to be heard over and over and over again. And what you've created is, is remarkable. And well, I feel blessed to be able to continue to experience the evolution of this and watching your work because really your vision you took amazing material let's face it you have great material to work with but that doesn't mean that it's just going to become great no i always think from the page to the stage is there's a huge difference it's the grand canyon yes and and in the hands of somebody else this would be a completely different show this is what you know has come from you that has been brought out there and man you have a beautiful eye. Oh, my God. Well, thank you. I mean, it's a collaboration. Uh, you know, I can't do it by myself. And I have, and you have, you know, when you have great people on the stage that can then take your vision and then bring it to fruition, you know, along with your collaborators, you know, scenically and all of that. It's just, um, it takes it takes a lot, but thank you very much for that. I, I will take that. And, um, and, but I also share that with everyone involved. So thank you. My pleasure. What do you want to leave our listeners with, Joanne, and how may they reach out to you? Oh, my goodness. What do I want to leave you with? Hmm. I want to leave, you know what? There are a lot of voices out in the world, and there, and there needs to be because it would be boring if there weren't, right? If we didn't have conflict, life would be boring. But 
know who you are, believe in who you are, strive to be the best you can be. I try to do that. I'm not always successful, but I do try. <laughs> I'm not a big social media person, but I do have an Instagram. And it is Joanne underscore M underscore Hunter. And it's JoanneMHunter.com. I'll connect you to the website. You can watch some reels. I will have all of the links for Super You up and we'll be tracking them. You'll get to hear more and more interviews. But I wanted to start with the person that took what Lords has created and brought it to life. Because again, from page to stage is a chasm that not that many people can really make magic happen. And you made magic, so. Oh, my God. Thank you so much. Congratulations. Thank you. My pleasure. Nice way, to, nice way to have a morning. Thank you. My pleasure. And for all of you tuning in, thanks so much for being here. We're going to close out with our fabulous theme song from Smith Sisters and the Sunday Drivers. So till next time, this is Dory DiCarlo saying go out and create a marvelous you. Bye for now. She is sure. She is sure. She is strong. She is strong. Lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.